Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this evening, this afternoon, tonight, wherever you may be listening and whenever you may be listening around the world as we broadcast through the Fringe FM and the free-to-download Fringe FM application. Some of you also might be listening on the Paranormal Radio app or TalkStream Live. We welcome you to the broadcast this evening. If you missed any of our previous shows last night or any of the other shows from last week, last month, last year, etc., you can access all of those shows on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. We have a lot of free shows that are available. Some of them are put into categories to make them easier to navigate. To get access to all the shows, though, we do have a subscription service. We ask that you sign up for that to help support the show. We have weekly, monthly, and yearly subscriptions. All subscriptions get you access to the archive and to the growing montage archive as a separate archive. It's kind of fun to go back and listen to the montages. You also get access to all of my digital books. You can read them or download them from the website with your subscription. And when you subscribe for one year, you'll also get a physical copy of one of those books. It's your choice which book you want, either Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or the Technological Elixir. And you can read reviews of those books or buy them separate on the website to support the show, www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. And when you're there, check out the top of the page, our little slider bar. We'll give you a free episode every week. Whether you're a subscriber or not, that will change every week. You can download that show for free. And you can also check out our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health. We don't get paid by them to promote them, not unless we sell something. US Plus Health is offering 20% off for all listeners of The Secret Teachings. And Pro One Water Filters, we get a percentage of whatever it is that you buy. Otherwise, we don't make any money off of that. But they are a really good company. I have a shower filter and a couple of water filters, actually, for the kitchen. And they've lasted uh, quite some time. So there's another way that you can support the show and yourself. Everybody needs a water filter. And I guess depending on where you live, some places aren't as bad as others. But you probably should think about getting a shower filter as well. It's all on the website. And if you'd like to contact me, you can shoot me an email. It's my personal email, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Or some of you might be able to, if you're, if you're uh, willing, and if you have a uh, little extra money, you can sign up for a Patreon page, and we'll do some more uh, personal interacting with you there with some behind-the-scenes videos and, and whatnot. So that's all over on Patreon. You can search that on Patreon or just check out our website, thesecretteachings.info. So the IPCC 
you know, the Climate Change International Panel, they have published their sixth assessment report on climate change. Now, you can go to their website, ipcc.ch forward slash report, and you can find the newest report. They have three different sections to it. They have the full report, which is uh, over a 1,000 pages. They have a technical summary, about 150 pages, and they have a summary for policymakers, which comes in about 39 pages. Now, I just pulled the summary report because the summary report is what's going to be given to world leaders. They're going to give this summary report to world leaders at the upcoming climate summit. And when they do that, of course, a lot of world leaders uh, like you or like me, we're not really scientists. We don't spend time in a laboratory or in front of a computer putting together graphs and charts and models. So we tend to listen to scientists. We tend to listen to what the so-called experts tell us. It becomes a little confusing, though, when experts from across the world start to disagree. And when they disagree, there becomes two camps. One is what's called consensus science. 90-plus percent of scientists agree, though 97% of scientists who agree have been hand-selected and hand-picked to fit into that 97%. The other 3% are still scientists, and they might be world-renowned scientists. Don't they get to say something too? Don't they get to publish their own information? Don't those 3% of scientists, if they are in consensus, shouldn't that call into question the other 97%, like the 9 out of 10 doctors or dentists who recommend one product or another what about the other dentist or doctor why didn't they recommend it well it's because it's just a bunch of bs it's just a marketing scheme but you know logically thinking about it what did that other doctor have to say why didn't that doctor recommend that drug why didn't that doctor or that dentist recommend that mouthwash i want to talk to that person i want to talk to them because i want to know what they thought why did they not recommend it Consensus is not science. Consensus is bias. And you can have a a, a thousand scientists agree that climate change is not only real, but climate change is going to destroy the world within the next 10 years, and we need to adapt to it. But you could also have a thousand scientists who disagree with that, who also have in their hands, quote-unquote, science, And people will reject what those scientists have to say with signs in their yard that says, we believe in science in this house, or we believe the scientists in this house. I don't really understand that mindset. How can you reject some scientists and accept others? Well, for a lot of people, it's based on politics. For other people, it's based on extreme biases, And those extreme biases are often the results of ideological cult mentalities. Because when you believe in the ideology of extinction rebellion, for example, or the birth strikers, you believe that the world is about to find itself in a position where there will be no more life on this planet because climate change is going to eradicate human civilization 
and that you don't want to contribute to it. So the birth strikers choose not to have children. Uh, there's some strange radical feminist uh, side to birth strikers who say they they don't want to be baby factories. I'm not exactly sure what the hell that means. I guess, you know, I guess as a man, I don't want to be a sperm factory then. Um, you start to figure out, though, after a while that the Extinction Rebellion and that the birth strikers and that all the, the, the great little kids like Greta Thunberg, who have no scientific background, who have no formal or even informal training, uh, whose Twitter account is 100% controlled, whose parents are radical extremist terrorists that are part of Antifa, and who herself has probably been abused, considering that she has done photo shoots in Alice in Wonderland dresses when she was younger and has been on the cover of magazines. And you find that that's the exact same kind of imagery that the music industry uses to control their little pawns, their little marionettes. It's the same thing that Kathy O'Brien wrote about in Transformation of America, that they use Disney themes. Alice in Wonderland was one of the ones that she specifically mentioned, along with uh, other uh, movies and TV shows and stories, to confuse reality for children so that they don't know what's real and what's fantasy. And that's part of the way that they can split the mind and control the children. That's part of the way that they can, through abuse, split the mind and create alternate personalities. And they can do that for a number of reasons. One, to con- to control how they think and what they do and where they can go. But in Kathy O'Brien's case, to carry sensitive information under different personalities to world leaders, uh, both as an information mule and as a sex slave. It's the same tactic being applied to children through entertainment, the same tactic being employed to young adults and to adults in general and even the older population. You're never too old to succumb to a good marketing scheme. You're never too old to succumb to a good old-fashioned form of psychological persuasion or mind control. So the IPCC puts out this new report, right? And if you look at the report, it's it's an enormous report, thousands of pages. And you scroll through it, you'll find this. You'll find that the report basically summarizes what every politician leaning into the extreme left, into the green, not even the blue, but into the green, every time they open their mouth, they say something to this effect. And this is a quote from the IPCC report. The relationship between higher temperatures and CO2, or anthropogenic CO2 emissions and global warming. The relationship implies that reaching net zero anthropogenic CO2 emissions is a requirement to stabilize human-induced global temperature increase at any level, but that limiting global temperature increase to a specific level would imply limiting cumulative CO2 emissions to within a carbon budget. So there are the talking points once again. Now, are the IPC see scientists getting their talking points from others or are others getting their talking points from the IPCC? Where exactly are, are, are these talking points coming from? And to, but by talking points, I mean carbon budget or, you know, your carbon credits and reaching net zero. You know, politicians are obviously like AOC. They're getting their talking points from people that work behind the scenes. Uh, they're getting their talking points from people who don't necessarily you know, have any public power, but they have all the power behind the scenes. And when the IPCC puts out this report and they hand it to policymakers, you know, it would seem that 
policymakers, if they don't listen to what the scientists tell them, then they're not listening to the science. And therefore, they don't care about the people they represent, and they don't care about the planet and the animals, and they're not concerned with the rhetoric uh, that makes it seem as if the world's going to end in the next you know, nine to ten years. Uh, the assessment of the IPCC found that some changes in the climate and the environment are already playing out, like warming oceans and rising sea levels. And they've been telling us that for, for years now. Of course, Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth said that certain ice caps would be melted by, what, six years ago? That never happened. Hell, in the 70s, they said the planet would cool down and we'd have a global freeze. Uh, that didn't happen either, but doesn't really matter what that uh what that implies, that this is all a bunch of rubbish. But nevertheless, the IPCC report goes on to say that there are, quote, irreversible, uh, irreversible, excuse me, for centuries to millennia, warming oceans and rising sea levels that are not going to change due to human activity. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres called the findings a code red for humanity, adding that the alarm bells are deafening and the evidence is irrefutable. The IPCC report is the most comprehensive assessment from the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change since 2013 and provides the strongest case yet for human-caused global warming, saying it's unequivocal that human influence has warmed the atmosphere, ocean, and land. The assessment comes less than three months before world leaders are set to convene from October 31st to November 12th in Glasgow, Scotland, for the 2021 UN Climate Change Conference. It'll probably be pretty hot there because they're activating the 5G in Glasgow and they have a smart city there, one of the first in the world. Countries are expected to set forth ambitious targets to reduce emissions by 2030 and the IPCC's findings will likely feature prominently in the discussion. So they put out this report just a few months just so policymakers and governments can get their talking points together before this summit in Glasgow, Scotland. And they say that this is the strongest evidence yet for human-caused global warming. The thing is, that's interesting about that terminology, is there really is man-made global warming. It's called geoengineering. It's stuff that Bill Gates is heavily invested in. And that is not a conspiracy theory. That is a fact. Bill Gates and others are heavily invested in engineering the climate, engineering the environment. And it's well known that when you spray nanoparticulates into the atmosphere, sulfur, chalk dust, etc., two things happen. One, the climate begins to warm because sunlight gets trapped by those particles that, yes, will reflect some sunlight. But while they're reflecting the sunlight, they're actually preserving more sunlight, therefore increasing the temperature of the planet. The other thing that happens is when you're exposed to, you know, some chalk dust, you ever inhaled chalk dust or maybe you've come into contact with sulfur, the side effects of exposure to these things, especially when they're dispersed widely in the atmosphere, is respiratory distress, trouble breathing, even respiratory failure. And of course, the body is going to respond by producing things like exosomes to remove those poisons from the body. Could it be that climate change is really the result of man-made global geoengineering and that what we call disease has once again been cultivated by the hand of man, not in a biolab, but in the atmosphere? 
two things to think about tonight on The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. And don't forget to check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. Email us rdgable at yahoo.com. We will be back. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though. 
but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see in the observations that we make on the Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world on the Fringe FM, five nights a week, Monday through Friday. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Don't forget the social media page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. You know, there's probably endless directions that I could take tonight's show. And I really thought about it before the countdown from the introduction began. I don't really organize my shows per se. I just have a few things that need to be discussed and I put them together in a theme. And then I just kind of let energy, spirit, whatever you call it, take me where it needs to take me. And I was looking at the IPCC's new assessment on climate. And they put this thing out in August 2021. Just a few months before the new summit, the 2021 UN Climate Change Conference, the summit in Glasgow, Scotland, October 31st through November 12th. Of course, this new report is saying that the world is facing human influence that has, quote, warmed the atmosphere, ocean, and land. UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez called the findings, quote, Code red for humanity, adding that the, quote, alarm bells are deafening and the evidence is irrefutable. Now, of course, one of the world's top scientists who has multiple degrees in various scientific fields, Greta Thunberg, was also in the news. And she said that this is further evidence of what she's been saying. She's been right the whole time. And people need to listen, especially the older generation. The older generation really needs to listen because, you know, the older generation, their time really is up. The younger people are in control of the world now. And the younger generation is going to change some things around. They don't like the way that grandma had decorated the house. They're going to gut it. They're going to rip the house down and they're going to build something else on top of it. They're going to build back a better house on top of grandma's house. That's basically what Greta Thunberg has said. And, you know, no matter what you think of people like Greta Thunberg, it's astounding to me how when you suggest, just suggest, maybe the scientists who are in complete consensus about climate change and global warming, maybe they're wrong. Because there are thousands of other scientists who disagree. And they're looking at science as well. The difference between the consensus scientists who say consensus is science and consensus says this is happening to the climate and the other scientists who are in another form of consensus that 
that information is incredibly misleading and that it's a little bit off, off base, those scientists are not necessarily looking at the same science because the scientists who are in consensus that climate change is happening are looking at something called a computer model. And a computer model can obviously be changed and altered. If you plug data in for 2 plus 2, you're probably going to get 4. And if your intention was to receive 4 on the computer, well, you know what to type in to get the number 4. You know, it's like kids in school where they used to type numbers in to spell out boob on a calculator. You know how to get the word boob on a calculator if you flip it upside down. So you type in those numbers and there you have the word boob, right? Or you type in with the with a number five and or or yeah, then you, I think it's a it was it like nine zero nine five or something. You get boobs or something like that. I don't know. But that's what kids used to do on calculators. That's what the scientists are doing. They they are literally paid to create science through computer models to prove something that isn't necessarily true. Now, there's no doubt that there's an incredible amount of climatic changes, but are those changes happening because Man is responsible. How dare you? I'm sorry about that. Greta Thunberg just is in the background. Um, is that because man's responsible, uh, or is it because you know you had too many kids? Like, what's the reasoning? Because there are certainly things happening. Like there are floods and there are wildfires. How dare you? I just, I got to turn this down. Greta Thunberg is just annoying me tonight. Uh, there are wildfires and there are floods and, you know, there's drought and there's famine and starvation and there's all kinds of things like biblical things happening. But they're always happening. Uh, when you focus on them, though, you can make it seem as if the world is falling apart. For example, you can say there's food shortages and people are not able to get food, so they're starving to death. And you can cite countries like Cuba. And there are food shortages in the UK and food shortages in South Africa and food shortages in North Korea. And you can say, look, proof, there's food shortages. We need to change the system as it is. Well, there are food shortages in Cuba because they have a communist dictatorship. Same thing in North Korea. North Korea also has food shortages because they're exporting a large amount of their product to China. The same reason that Ukrainians starved under Stalin because they exported most of their grain to Moscow. So yes, people are starving to death. Another reason they're starving to death is because of the governmental lockdowns. Climate didn't do that. Man did that. And that has nothing to do with the climate. That has everything to do with authoritarian, technocratic policy. Starve the third world. Force a clashing of cultures. Rip down the current societal structure. Rip down grandma's house. And then rebuild it or build it back better. So this is what the climate scientists are telling us. The funny thing is, if you read even a little bit of the IPCC report, you'll find the same rhetoric used in this report that you hear used in mainline news. The same rhetoric used by politicians. This is part of the IPCC report, page 41 of the Assessment for World Leaders. It says this, 
Between carbon emissions and global warming, this relationship implies that reaching net zero, there's something you hear all the time, net zero, anthropogenic CO2 emissions is a requirement to stabilize human-induced global temperature increase at any level. But that limiting global temperature increase to a specific level would imply limiting cumulative CO2 emissions to within a carbon budget. So there are two things there that you hear all the time. You hear net zero. How dare you! And carbon budget. How dare you! Net zero and carbon budget are words that you hear on the news. You hear politicians use them. You hear your friend who thinks that they're an environmentalist use them. We have to reach net zero. We need a better carbon budget, carbon credits, so that billionaires and corporations that pollute more than you could in a lifetime, they do that in a year or a couple of months, they can buy carbon credits. So somebody gets to make a lot of money off of this. People like Barack Obama gets to make a lot of money off of this. People like Al Gore get to make a lot of money off of this. And these are not speculations. These are facts. They set up the carbon trading. They make money from countries and corporations that pay billions of dollars to receive carbon credits so they can, if carbon dioxide is a pollutant, they say, so they they can pollute the planet. Now, there's a couple of things that are always just missed by these wonderful, intelligent scientists. Number one is, there are widespread geoengineering programs that are admitted and acknowledged by mainstream media. Hell, they're on federal government websites. There are UN agreements between countries signed back in the 70s and discussed back in the 60s to halt the usage of weather weapons. China recently has expanded their weather control operations officially. CNN reported it. Forbes reported it to an area the size of one and a half Indias. That's pretty big. China has used their weather control for the Olympics when the Olympics were in Beijing. These are mainline reports and official confirmed facts. Now, I know Greta doesn't believe that. How dare you! But we can believe that because we've seen the actual evidence. We know that China and other countries, including the United States, have been working on weather technology for a long time. Now, that's just for warfare. The reasoning for which the climate is being engineered is really up for debate. People like Bill Gates will tell you that it needs to be engineered to fight global warming and climate change. The problem with Bill Gates' argument and others who argue that, it was a conspiracy theory. Now it's accepted as just the way things are. The problem with that is that when you spray sulfur or you spray chalk dust or other things into the atmosphere, those things then rain down on the people below. And when the people below are exposed to chalk dust and sulfur and other things, guess what happens? People get sick. When you're exposed to chalk dust and sulfur and other things, guess what happens? You develop respiratory problems. You get very sick. Your body produces things like exosomes to clean out the poison from the body. So, that's an interesting thing that the IPCC 
obviously doesn't acknowledge. The other thing about spraying these nanoparticulates into the atmosphere is this is official. They're supposed to block sunlight to cool the planet. Now, they do do that initially, but then they also trap heat. Therefore, man-made global warming is not something that I can dispute. Man-made global warming is not something that is, that is made up. It's not some liberal conspiracy. Man-made global warming is primarily the result of geoengineering programs. And it would seem that the material being sprayed into the atmosphere that rains down on the rest of us like a bunch of ants or cockroaches is useful in making people very sick, particularly with respiratory symptoms. Now, pollution is another big problem. And although people say that carbon dioxide is a pollutant, that's absolutely preposterous. Carbon dioxide is the oxygen of plants. Carbon dioxide is necessary and essential for human life on planet Earth. It's essential for all life on, on planet Earth. Pollution, however, comes in the form of the usage of chemicals to create, quote-unquote, more sustainable crops because of climate change. There might, there might be sustainable for industry that profits from it, that pushes out competition, that can sue for patent infringement or copyright infringement on their intellectual property, on their products. They have to force companies to use their chemicals. And, you know, of course, you see what happens in places like India with farmer suicides and with protests against the genetically engineered seeds. It's all big business, big corporations. And it's funny because those are the very things that a lot of the climate environmentalist folk tend to despise. They don't like corporations. They think capitalism is the root of all evil, and it's capitalism that, that brought us to this breaking point, and yet they support sustainable agriculture, which is another name for genetic engineering and the usage of toxic chemicals. Funny how that works, isn't it? It's the people that don't like public utilities that want to switch all power in the United States. They're doing this in Michigan. They're doing this here in Rochester, New York. They want to switch power over to the hands of local cadres. Quite literally, they want to collectivize power in the hands of people on a local level. Might sound like a good idea, but a quick internet search will show you that it's basically a simplified and local level of the Green New Deal, which is not a law, but they will implement the policy nonetheless on the local level with criminal scumbag mayors like Lovely Warren, who is no longer in office, but has been indicted on weapons charges and child endangerment and her husband on selling cocaine and just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Democratic leader, a classic Democratic leader, selling guns, selling drugs, endangering children, and doing it in the name of protecting black people. Who do you think she was selling all that cocaine to? Probably the black community here in Rochester. But that's okay, because she wants green initiatives. And as long as it's green... Nobody asks any questions. How dare you? Except Greta Thunberg. She always has to pop in to, to make a statement. 
Now, it's people like Greta Thunberg, and it's people like this this girl, Kayla Walsh, a 17-year-old political organizer from Massachusetts, one of the youngest delegates to the Democratic Socialists of America National Convention taking place this week. Kayla Walsh wrote an op-ed called The Democratic Socialists of America Can Mobilize Gen Zers Like Me. She wrote that for Teen Vogue. And she urged the readers of Teen Vogue, you know, Teen Vogue for teenagers, to, quote, mobilize toward building a socialist future to, quote, shift the tide in favor of socialism. She says socialism is the, quote, only system that will guarantee us a livable planet and life unburdened from economic exploitation, crushing debt, and racial castes. She says, quote, there is no future for us under capitalism. You see how rapidly the green mask has slipped from the face of the environmentalists to see that below that green, underneath that green, is a very deep blood red. Now, 17-year-olds like Kayla Walsh or people like Greta Thunberg, whose parents are members of Antifa, literally, these kids are not one day waking up and deciding, wait a minute, I think I want to be a socialist. These kids are being conditioned. They are being programmed by Confucius Institutes and schools. And they are being brainwashed by professors who, in a lot of cases, at a lot of universities, are just outright Marxists. The founders of Black Lives Matter are, in their own words, Marxists or, quote, trained Marxists, end quote. And people like Kayla Walsh, 17 years old, working for the Democratic Socialists of America, their national convention is being held this week, said that Gen Z has become disillusioned with capitalism and the white supremacist Burgoy state. And they've become more disillusioned with capitalism and the white supremacist Burgoy state than older generations. You know, that word Burgoy, that's a word that you will find throughout history books on communist China. That is a word that Mao Zedong used countless times over and over and over again to describe people like landlords and little old ladies who wanted to make a few extra dollars because they were starving to death. But they couldn't make that extra money because that was capitalism. They couldn't be free to pursue their own interests because that was capitalism. They couldn't be free to pursue the job that they wanted because, well, that's capitalism. They they couldn't be proud of who they were and where they were from. That's nationalism. No, the Burgoy state must be eradicated. All nationalism must be eradicated. And it's funny that people like Kayla Walsh, who probably have never taken a history class unless it was on Marxism or communism, says there's no future under capitalism. When in fact, there's no future under socialism. And who says that we need to shift the tide in favor of socialism, mobilize toward building a socialist future. Let me tell you something, honey. Look at the socialist countries like Cuba. 
They ain't got no food. They ain't got no medicine. They ain't got no electricity. The only thing they have are the clothes on their back and a fist that they're pumping in the air, not because they're great, wonderful citizens of a beautiful socialist communist state and they want continuous perpetual revolution. They're pumping their fist because they are tired of starving. They're tired of having no electricity. They're tired of being rounded up and beaten for having an opinion. They want to come to places like the United States of America, where scum like you, 17 years old or not, don't belong. Because you can have a right to have a Democratic Socialist of America convention, and you can run for president, and you can espouse your ideas. The beauty of the United States of America is you espouse those ideas, but generally the public wants nothing to do with them. So you can express those views, but we don't have to listen. Just like the person on the side of the street who says the end of the world's coming, the end of the world's coming. Have you had Jesus enter into your life yet? You don't have to listen to that person. You know, Kayla Walsh in places like Cuba, that person goes to the side of the road and starts preaching. They get rounded up in a white van like China, and they get their organs harvested. These kids have no idea. And it's not because they're kids, because there are adults two to three times her age that are more disillusioned than Kayla Walsh is. When was it that we decided 17-year-olds like Kayla Walsh who, sure, certainly should be involved in politics and, and whatnot, and people like Greta Thunberg, wonderful, the more the merrier. But when did we decide that these are the people that we listen to for issues of climate and issues of politics? Like, when did the, the, the Daniel Hogs become leaders? When did Kayla Walsh become a leader? Using the youth, I mean, this is in big think tanks, using the youth to organize politically. Because what you're doing, just like with um, any other social contagion, you're getting people at a young age, at an impressionable age, you're brainwashing them, you're separating them further and further from their roots, from their traditions, from their parents, from their culture, and you're utilizing that natural instinct to rebel, to brainwash the children into becoming this mobilized army that can be used to destroy and to trample and to burn down the old world, thinking that the old world is what is making their life miserable because they haven't found a purpose in life yet. They haven't even graduated high school yet. Some of them might not have even kissed a girl or a boy yet. They don't even have their own car yet. They haven't passed all their classes yet, but yet people like Kayla Walsh, they can tell you all about how great socialism is. Having never taken a history class on the subject that didn't praise socialism, they can tell you about how horrible capitalism is while living in a world and a country that has given them the freedom to speak illy of the system that gives them that freedom. They, alongside of people like Greta Thunberg, how dare you? tell you how to live your life when they don't even live the way that they tell you to live. Remember that video? Did you see that video of Greta Thunberg's car at that uh, conference? Just filled with plastic and trash. Just a an animal. You know? Just totally filled with garbage. It looks like someone emptied a garbage can into her backseat. Just plastic, 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 plastic. I'm all for plastic, personally. 
I think you should maybe use reusable bags, but plastic is much better for the environment than paper, folks, scientifically speaking, in terms of the weight, in terms of the cost, in terms of the process of of producing it and shipping it, uh, the, the weight of it, the amount of fuel, fossil fuels that you have to burn to transport you know, paper, and paper's not always, you know, degradable, but there is plastic now that's biodegradable. Plastic's a much better option than paper, or you could just bring a backpack, you know? But the people that tell you not to use plastic, they sure don't have any problem using plastic. The people that tell you not to fly on private jets, they got no problem using private jets. The people that tell you don't have children, they have got no problem having children. The people that tell you you got to live in a micro-apartment like Michael Bloomberg with 30 security guards, eh, he's got no problem having, you know, a giant, a giant uh, uh, series of mansions in New York with, uh, you know, dozens of bodyguards with guns. Doesn't want you to have guns. Doesn't want you to live in a mansion. You get to live in the slums. You get to live in poverty and filth. You get to live in criminal activity. He gets to be in one of his 13 mansions with armed security guards out front. You know, just like in Minneapolis, uh, where the city council uh, helped to cut police budget. And then they use that police budget to hire armed guards to protect them. This is what communists do. And I know that you might be tired of hearing about communism, but you better get used to it because this is the state of affairs in the United States of America. Kayla Walsh. How dare you? Greta Thunberg. How dare you? And so many others telling you how to live your life when they haven't even come of age yet because they are being used and exploited as shields and as impressionable young radical minds to tear through the culture, burn it down, and build back better on top. Kayla Walsh writes for Teen Vogue that we have to mobilize toward building a socialist future. What's one of the ways we can build that socialist future? Well, we need to create a situation in which there's no more law enforcement, or at least there's no more law enforcement that follows the law. There's law enforcement that will arbitrarily enforce the law based on political correctness, uh, based on whatever the power structure tells them to go after. You know, people like Lenin, people like Stalin, people like Mao, people like Pol Pot, and so many others that dictate to their Red Guards or to their security forces, to their militaries, who needs to die, how they need to die, and why they need to die. Uh, They either pledge themselves to the state or they get their throat slit. They pledge themselves to the state, or a bunch of young kids come to their house and stab them to death with uh, butcher knives, like they used to do in China with little girls. Uh, This is history, but Kayla Walsh doesn't know that because Kayla Walsh was brainwashed by God knows who, by God knows what. Greta Thunberg was brainwashed and abused by God knows who and God knows what. Otherwise, they, they wouldn't all have the same, like, ideology or the same solution if kids were literally thinking for themselves they'd have different solutions to the perceptual problems they wouldn't be regurgitating talking points from the ipcc's panel on climate change they wouldn't be saying things like net zero carbon credits which are the two things that are used in one of the conclusions in the ipcc's new report but the thing about it is and the question i always ask is what about the medieval warm period The medieval warm period is a time when temperatures were higher than they are now. In fact, according to the IPCC's report, their temperature monitoring goes back to 1850. 
The medieval warm period is 800 to 1400 A.D. If you go to a website like skepticalscience.com, they have a little write-up on this, the medieval warm period. And they say, well, there's a couple of things about the medieval warm period and the argument that skeptics use that isn't you know, entirely accurate. One of the things they say, and I found this just absolutely astounding that it says this on the Skeptical Science website when they're trying to, you know, they're trying to refute hard evidence that it used to be warmer than it is today and before there was industrialization. It says the medieval warm period has known causes which explain both the scale of the warmth and the pattern. And get this. It has now become clear to scientists that the medieval warm period occurred during a time which had higher than average solar radiation. Interesting. Even skeptical science admits that the sun drives the climate, as does the moon. Now, if you go over to NASA's website or any other science website and type in solar cycle 25, You'll find scientists from NASA, scientists from NOAA, who will explain what Solar Cycle 25 is. Solar Cycle 25 is the ramping up of sun activity. And as solar activity increases, two things are going to happen. One, weather will probably become more erratic because the sun affects the planet. The sun affects the weather. The second thing that will happen is with increase in solar activity, there will be more sickness and illness on planet Earth. In fact, the word influenza comes from the word influence, influence of the stars, influenza. The height of solar activity and solar cycles throughout history has always been correlated directly with what we call pandemics. Pan-demos, all people, the Greek pandemos, all people affected, the pandemic of influenza that throughout history, from America to Europe to Asia to Africa to Australia, has been reported where millions of people die across the world, and especially at times in the last 150 years when there wasn't mass transportation, but yet this illness spread. Could it have been from solar activity? Could it also have been from things like comets? Both comets and solar activity, or asteroids, can pull on the planet gravitationally. This can cause, through electromagnetic disturbances, volcanic eruptions. It can cause earthquakes. Going back in history, from the 5th century in the plague of Athens to the 6th century in the plague of Justinian, to the 14th century Black Death, to the 17th century plague in England. We find instances of comets identified in the sky at the time in which these outbreaks occurred. Comets carry things like ammonium. Ammonium makes you very, very sick, as does things like carbon monoxide. makes you very, very sick. Comets can carry those two things. When those two things get into the atmosphere and you breathe them in, they cause the symptoms of things like plague. People cough. People can't breathe. People have respiratory problems. People's bodies try to 
excrete the toxin if it's in high doses. That's why historically you hear reports of the, the air smelling foul before an outbreak of plague. Not because there's dead bodies in the street, but because something was in the atmosphere, something was in the air. They were smelling ammonium. They were probably smelling other chemicals, other gases. So when you have asteroids and comets involved in earthquakes and volcanoes, and you have solar activity involved in earthquakes and volcanoes, and you have solar activity and comets and asteroids that can, through electromagnetic waves and through ammonia and through other gases and chemicals that the Earth passes through in their trail, get into the atmosphere and cause people to get sick, and then you compound that by geoengineering or global warming at the hands of man, done through programs of spraying sulfur and shock dust and other things into the atmosphere that also rains down, then it's no wonder that electromagnetic activity from the sun and increased solar activity is associated with higher cases of influenza and, in fact, influenza outbreaks throughout history. That comets and asteroids can trigger earthquakes and volcanoes and have been associated throughout history to the various plagues. And therefore, it would be no surprise if geoengineering programs and the testing of electromagnetic weapons, among other things, can be correlated directly alongside of what we call pandemics today. The spraying of sulfur, the spraying of chalk dust, and other things in the atmosphere make people sick. Ammonia, carbon monoxide, chalk dust, sulfur, electromagnetic frequencies, solar radiation... What do these things do? They affect the body mentally, physically, physiologically, biologically. They mess with the brain. People go crazy. People get sick. They cough. They wheeze. They have trouble breathing. We identify the source of that as a virus. I don't believe that. I believe that it has to do with space weather. Comets, asteroids, and the sun, not to mention the moon. I believe global warming has to do with, yes, man-made activity, Climate engineering, spraying shock dust and sulfur into the atmosphere. It's pretty simple to find this. Go to Nature Magazine, go to Forbes, type in China, weather control, mainstream news, even Google will publish it. Type in Bill Gates, chalk dust, Bill Gates, Mexico, sulfur. You'll find all the articles. Type in Bill Gates, PDF, Google patents, weather control. You'll find all the patents. A lot of our disease comes from the influence of the stars, the sun, the moon, the heavens above us. Comets, asteroids, things that pass by the planet. A lot of the things that we think of as being the result of a virus, now they probably don't come from a virus. They come from the heavens. And not as a virus frozen on a comet but they come from the ammonia, they come from the carbon monoxide, they come from the sulfur, they come from the chalk dust, they come from the electromagnetic frequencies, etc., etc., etc. Now, as a result of that information, which is critical information being just totally ignored by the IPCC and Kayla Walsh and Greta Thunberg, the reality is there really is climatic change, and there really is pollution and there really is a need to reduce our reliance on animal agriculture but this idea that animal agriculture is the root of all evil is rooted in the same ideology 
of people like Kayla Walsh who want to engineer the youth and drive them into believing that socialism will save us from capitalism and into the belief that if we just destroy everything that is Burgoy, we'll be free. Hasn't worked out for people around the world for the last hundred plus years. It leads to starvation and death. But you can't tell these kids that. You can't tell older people that who are brainwashed into a cult. Animal agriculture does need to be curtailed. But the solution to that is not green. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. We're going to go deeper into the subject of animal agriculture and the scam that is both the promotion and the demotion of the subject. Stay with us right here on The Secret Teachings. We'll be back. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Yeah, I don't know what to do! 
Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and live measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings broadcast airing around the world through the Fringe FM and the free-to-download Fringe FM application, including TalkStream Live and the Paranormal Radio app as well. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Go to the website, check out our full show archive, the montages, and my books. You'll get access to all of that when you subscribe. Yearly subscribers also get a physical copy of one of my books. We do ship it around the world. It's a little bit cheaper if you just have us drop ship it to you. But if you really want that autograph, we can ship it around the world to you. We've shipped books from Mexico and Australia to various parts of Europe. And you can actually get a copy of one of those books, even if you don't subscribe. All three of my books are also on the website. And you can read reviews and see those books. They're very large books. Um, this is not a shot at any other radio host, but a lot of radio hosts don't have time, so they write these really small books, and they usually will give them away with, uh, you know, with a subscription or something like that, which is pretty cool. Um, the books that I've written are over 500 pages, and they are massive books with endless hours of research that you could put into every chapter, every section of every chapter, and some chapters, every line 
There's just so much information. Um, that's not a pat on my back. That's just simply telling you that if you grab one of these books, it is just an endless buffet of information. And you can get a free copy when you subscribe to the archive for one year. So check that out at thesecretteachings.info. Also, our Patreon page, patreon.com. Look at The Secret Teachings on Patreon. Or the other thing you can do is just go to our, our website and you'll see there's a little Patreon uh, tab at the top of the page. I've also put up the video there. Uh, Patreon for me is just basically giving you the option to tell me what you want. Uh, we just had another patron sign up uh, last night, Drew Centilli, big listener of the show. I know him and his girlfriend are listeners of the show, so big shout out to Drew uh, who just uh, signed up on Patreon. Appreciate that, Drew. Uh, a lot of other subscribers on Patreon. We've got a couple people from the United Kingdom uh, who have signed up for Patreon as well. So it's another thing I'm trying to do. If you have feedback on that, whether you're a patron or not, just email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. And uh, anything you ever hear on the show, I, I'm really thinking about putting up a page where I have all the like documents and articles of things that I talk about. I know a lot of shows do that. I don't want to rip them off. Um, I keep everything that I talk about. I have folders and files, uh, physical ones and digital ones. If there's something I mention that you can't find, that's hard to find, I've got copies of it somewhere. I can try to dig it up and get it to you. And that's just basically, uh, it's like a free service. If you want something, you know, unless it's enormous and I don't have time, just email me and I'll try to get it to you. Uh, this IPCC climate change report that just came out was surprisingly a little bit difficult to find. Maybe I'm a little little rusty on my research, but like I read, I don't, how many of these stories came out yesterday? I mean, I think the report dropped on over the weekend into Monday, and uh, you notice they they drop it on a Monday, not on a Friday, so it gets buried. They drop it on a Monday, so everybody's ready to jump into it and dig through it. Uh, the report that they released, though, this uh, sixth assessment of climate change. They uh, had all these articles written about it. It's all over the freaking internet. Greta Thunberg is in the news, and she's like, this is what I've been saying the whole time. It's like, well, that's what your Twitter account has been saying the whole time, the one that you don't run or operate. Uh, you're too busy piling up trash and plastic in your car and flying on private jets and you know making just a bunch of theater about climate while your parents burn down cities as members of Antifa, literally. Uh, but... You know, I, I looked at all this stuff in the news Monday, and I, I just kept seeing the word report, 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 climate change study, report. And, like, I couldn't, there was no link. None of the news articles linked it. I finally found one that linked it because I couldn't, I typed it in online. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Um, maybe they've adjusted the search results now because the whole, you know, world is looking at this report. It's all over the news. Um, but it was really hard to find at first. I finally got a copy of it and i actually have um, all three copies i've got the summary for policymakers the technical summary and the full report which is like thousands of pages and the uh, report for policymakers uh, they use a lot of rhetoric in this report and it's really just a chicken or, or egg kind of a situation they use words like net zero and carbon budget i mean these are words that you hear politicians use they're words that you hear activists use the words that you hear the mainstream media use and, and it's really a question of where did they come from? Did the politicians create them? Probably not. They're just, you know, par parroting those terms. 
Did the IPCC create them? Probably not. They're probably just parroting those terms because these are scientists that are paid to find consensus. They're scientists that are paid to create models to find a consensus on what the people who pay them want to see. And what they want to see is that man has destroyed the planet through carbon dioxide emissions, through industrialization, and through human growth, and man needs to stop now. So you get young people like Greta Thunberg, and you get young people like Kayla Walsh, who write op-eds for Teen Vogue, saying that we need to socialize America, we need to end capitalism, and we need to radicalize the youth to do this. There's no future with capitalism. If we want to have a a, a stable environment, we need a communist socialist regime. Didn't work out too well in China, Russia, Cuba, the Ukraine, Venezuela, North Korea, and so on and so forth. But what do I know? I've just read history books, and Kayla Walsh and Greta Thunberg have been abused by a system of indoctrination run by Confucius Institutes out of China. They must know more than I do. Uh, but nevertheless, oh, dare you. There, there she is again. She just won't go away. Nevertheless, when you look at this climate report, a couple of things stand out to you. Not only is the rhetoric there over and over and over again, but their report, from what I can see, I didn't read the thousand plus pages, but from what I can see in the summary report, their data goes back to the 1850s. And there's a problem with that. Let's just say hypothetically, in 1849, the temperature was hotter than it is today. That would make the report a little bit out of context, would it not? Well, in 800, 900, 1000, 1100, 1200, 1300, 1400 AD, 18, uh, 800 to 1400 AD, a period known as medieval warm, the temperature was higher than it is today, according to scientists. However, the IPCC has cut and removed that information from their report, from every report they've conducted. Now, if you go to websites like Skeptical Science, which tries to convince you that arguments such as the medieval warm period are flawed, they make an interesting acknowledgement. This is what it says on SkepticalScience.com on the subject of the medieval warm period. It says, the medieval warm period has known causes which explain both the scale of the warmth and the pattern. It has now become clear to scientists that the medieval warm period occurred during a time which had higher than average solar radiation. Well, if they can acknowledge that, then why can't they acknowledge that the sun affects the climate today? In other words, the argument against the medieval warm period is that during the medieval warm period, when there was no industrialization, far less people on the planet, the sun was extremely active. So if that's the case, if you're refuting the medieval warm period because the sun was incredibly active, then you're acknowledging that it was hot from 800 to 1400 A.D., but that the sun was responsible. I don't know about you, but that's interesting because that would mean that if it's hot today, but not as hot as 800 to 1400 AD, the sun could be responsible for those temperature increases. And in fact, we are approaching solar cycle 25. It's begun, according to NASA, in 2020. 
Solar Cycle 25 is the ramping up and the approach of the Cycles 25's maximum. The sun is going to become more intense. Therefore, weather is going to become more erratic. Behavior will also become more erratic. And throughout history, from America to Europe to Asia to Australia to Africa, when solar activity increases over 11-year cycles and then larger cycles, there are cases of sickness. The cases of sickness that are identified are called influenza. The word influenza comes from influence. Influenza is the influence of the stars. When we have widespread influenza, it's called a pandemic or a pan, all, demos, people. Greek pandemos, meaning all people are affected. Solar activity doesn't just define the climate and it doesn't just define people's behavior and their physical well-being. Things like comets and asteroids can also affect the planet electromagnetically, and just like the sun can trigger earthquakes and volcanic eruptions, they can also make people sick. Comets have been identified directly alongside of the Plague of Athens, the Plague of Justinian, the Black Death or the 14th century plague, and the 17th century plague of England. Comets were documented in those times prior to the plague beginning. Also, in the 14th century, an asteroid strike, changing of the atmosphere of the Earth. It's not just electromagnetic frequencies. It's not just solar radiation. It's also the chemicals and the gases that comets and asteroids might bring to Earth. They might bring ammonia. They might bring carbon monoxide. Those things make people very sick. As for global warming, which is man-made global warming, I don't disagree. There is man-made global warming. It's called geoengineering. It's called spraying nanoparticulates into the atmosphere that temporarily block sunlight to cool the planet. But once they become trapped in the atmosphere, they work to trap heat as well, increasing the temperature of the planet. Man-made global warming. A lot of those particulates... And a lot of the things they spray, like sulfur and chalk dust, officially, cause hazards to health. People have trouble breathing when they inhale them. This can cause what we call influenza. Now, the IPCC won't acknowledge that. Hell, your earth science class won't acknowledge that. And it doesn't really matter what science says. It just matters what consensus says. It matters what the hive mind says. You start to see that Extinction Rebellion, a group that is rebelling against extinction from climate change, and groups like birth strikers who don't want to have kids to save the planet, are intimately connected to the Democratic Socialists of America and socialist movements in general to use green initiatives to paint the world red. In fact, Kayla Walsh, a 17-year-old political organizer for the DSA, 
they're holding their convention this week, published an op-ed for Teen Vogue called The Democratic Socialists of America Can Mobilize Gen Zers Like Me, urging the readers to, quote, mobilize toward building a socialist future and to, quote, shift the tide in favor of socialism, that it is, quote, the only system that will guarantee us a livable planet and a life unburdened from economic exploitation, crushing debt, and racial castes. There is no future under capitalism. Well, there's actually no future under socialism. There's no future under predatory capitalism, but capitalism itself has built the system that has allowed you to come to the United States with a penny in your pocket and build a business, although Obama says you didn't build that. Uh, Capitalism has created all the wealth that we have in the Western world that allows you to fly on your private jets to lecture the rest of the world on how they should live like Obama does when he tells the Africans, you don't get air conditioner, you don't get cars, you don't get houses, you don't get to live, you should die. There is no future under capitalism. No, there's no future under predatory capitalism. There's no future under socialism. There's no future under communism. There's no future under authoritarianism. So you can have these ideas in the United States, but ultimately those ideas, they die out because they're not popular. So what, what do you do in any situation and in any country? You target the youth who are impressionable. You preach to the youth about things that they care about, you know, trees and animals and especially young girls. They're much more impressionable than young boys to these things. So what do you do? You brainwash them. You indoctrinate them in Confucius Institutes in school by Marxist ideology, like the founders of Black Lives Matter in their own words. We are, quote, trained Marxists. You teach them Marxism, communism, socialism are good things. They've only failed in the past because capitalism has reared its ugly head. Because people wouldn't participate in collectivization. Because people couldn't be entirely brainwashed. It's not even because people rebelled because there was no food. It's just because people didn't want to do what the other people did. They didn't want to be part of a collective. So those people need to be stomped into the ground. They need to be curb stomped because they wouldn't listen to what you told them to do. And they get the youth to do it. These these wonderful, world-renowned scientists like Kayla Walsh and Greta Thunberg, they get them to do it because then they're shields against criticism. Don't attack Kayla Walsh. She's 17 years old. She's not even an adult yet. She's a minor. How dare you say anything about Kayla Walsh? How dare you say... How dare you? Oh, she beat me to it. How dare you say anything about Greta Thunberg? She's just a child. How dare you? They're just using these kids as shields. Like Antifa using old people as shields in Portland. People in wheelchairs pushing them in front of their protest. And then throwing things at you. And if you deflect them and they hit the wheelchair person, you assaulted a a crippled person. I mean, just these people are the scum of the earth. And the sad thing is what they think they're doing is saving the planet. And one of the things they tell us they have we have to all do to save the planet is reduce our meat consumption. That's what the United Nations says. That's what the World Economic Forum says. Now, this is an interesting thing that needs to be discussed. Yesterday, or two days ago on Monday, uh, on the 9th of August, an article was published on Yahoo News, and it said seven steps you can take to help avert the worst climate change consequences. And you see these punk kids 
Now, this kid looks like he's 15 uh, with Extinction Rebellion logos like tattooed to their face and uh, on their hats. And uh, here are some of the ways that they say that you can stop climate change, things that you can do. Vote with climate change in mind. In other words, vote for democratic socialists. Weatherize your home. Cut down on flying. Plant a lot of trees. Adopt clean energy alternatives. Reduce food waste. And eat less meat. Now, there are one, two, three, four. Let's see, probably four things there that, yeah, five things, really. Five things there that make a lot of sense. Probably should weatherize your home. I mean, it would make it cheaper on your electric, on your gas, on your power bill. Probably plant trees. Trees are very good for the environment. There are actually billions and trillions of more trees than scientists originally estimated. I talk about that in my book, The Technological Elixir, none of which was factored, of course, into the climate change models, which would drastically reduce carbon emissions, considering there are trillions more trees than scientists originally thought, but that doesn't matter, uh, to the consensus. Adopt clean energy alternatives. Although I'm not fully behind this as a political move, people should probably be making the better decisions uh, with their transportation in general. You should probably be, you know, conserving your energy. And like I do it because I don't want to pay higher bills. That's just me. And then I don't have to work as much to make money to pay those bills. I can live a much more open life uh, without having to be a, a slave to something or someone. Uh, reduce food waste. Of course, half the food in the United States alone, about 40 to 50 percent is wasted. Uh so similar number around the world, it's like 30 to 45% around the world is wasted. You know, just that goes, and that's just in the house after you buy it. It's not to mention the food that goes to waste in fields when they cut celery down and, you know, you lose about 60% of the stock. So I agree with this. Yeah, people probably should eat less meat, one, for health reasons, and two, because animal agriculture is extremely consequential. The amount of pollution... And the amount of, 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 of disease and death, not to animals even, but to humans, it, it's, it's a horrendous industry. You know, historically people ate meat, you know, they ate a tiny little portion. They didn't have three meals of meat a day. But I don't think the government should dictate who can eat meat and when they can eat meat and how much meat they can eat. But that's something I think we can do, sure. Reduce food waste. Yeah, of course we should reduce food waste. A lot of the food we waste anyway um, could just basically replace that, uh, you know, that that difference between uh, people that have uh, no food. You know, they, they say, well, we don't have enough food to feed the planet. No, there's plenty of food. It's just not distributed properly. And a lot of people waste the food that they produce. And we have cash crops to make money. So reduce food waste is probably a, you know, a good idea. And of course, the governments can do things like stop subsidizing certain crops and subsidize vegetables and fruits at grocery stores and, you know, convince people that way to purchase those products. That's what governments should be doing rather than subsidizing meat and corn and soy and, and wheat and things like that. Adopt clean energy alternatives. Yeah. Plant more trees. Yeah. I mean, cutting down on flying. I don't really agree with that. I mean, I think flying is, is, a, is a necessity. It connects the world. It's a beneficial thing for business, for family, personal use, etc. Problem is... The people that tell you to cut down on flying, they're going to continue flying. Weatherize your home. Yeah, save some money on your bills. And then the big thing, vote vote with climate change in mind. Like So voting with climate change in mind and cutting down on flying are two things that just seem eerily 
eerily linked to what has happened in the last two years with all the attacks people are experiencing on airlines and the weird, bizarre behavior mixed with the 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 Kayla Walsh's and the Greta Thunberg's. And oh, dare you! There she is again, telling us how to live our lives while they don't live like that. These are the people. These are the ideologies that we're supposed to vote for. Vote with climate change in mind. No. What voting for climate change in mind means is voting for Green New Deals, voting for trillions of dollars in spending, voting for economic collapse, economic and societal ruin, voting for, well, what amount to socialists and communists who will starve you to death, as they do in every country, including Cuba right now happening as we speak. That's what voting for climate change uh, with climate change in mind. So they throw in weatherize your home and plant trees, man, and reduce food waste, and eat less meat. Everybody's like, yeah, man, that's cool. I, li- I agree with all that. And if I agree with all that, I guess I have to vote for people that, that agree with that as well. And they might have other alternative views on things, but you know, they believe that we should do less of this and more of this. And it, it's just a big scam. Vote with climate change in mind and, and eating less meat. But let's, what does eating less meat mean? It means that you get to eat less meat, but if Greta Thunberg wants to eat meat, Greta Thunberg gets to eat meat. You know what I mean? The politicians get to eat the meat. They get to eat the butter. They get to eat the chocolate. You don't. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line to all of it. You don't get to fly in the private jet. You don't get the big house. You don't get to work where you want to work. You don't get to make money. You don't get private security. You don't even get law enforcement that will supposedly at least protect you from criminals. You don't get meat. You get maggots. You get cockroach milk. You get a shack. You're lucky if you get food at all. You get to live in poverty equally with everybody else, your black neighbors, your white neighbors. Everybody lives in equal poverty. You know, there's an article that came out from the Washington Post. We did a show on this, actually. The total health and climate consequences of the American food system cost three times as much as the food itself. It says the United States spends $1.1 trillion a year on food, but when the impacts of the food system on different parts of our society, including rising health care costs, climate, and biodiversity loss, are factored in, the bill is around three times that. Well, that's what the you know Rockefeller Foundation found. How dare you! Now, there she is again. She just will not go away. We're going to have to, take a, to probably take a break to get rid of her. Uh, this report from the Rockefeller Foundation is really interesting. Because uh, Melissa Ho, a senior vice president of the World Wildlife Fund and advisor on the report, said COVID exposed so much that was broken, but building back better means supporting producers and connecting the dots to health, environment, business, viability for farmers. Building back better. Funny, she uses the same terminology that the White House is using, the same terminology, the same rhetoric. It's all the same thing. They're just using the rhetoric. Net zero, carbon credits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When are we going to learn that it's only an ideology that has been crafted? Talking points and rhetoric. These young kids, Kayla Walsh, Greta Thunberg, these adults, the Marxist professors, this has nothing to do with the climate, nothing to do with the environment. It has everything to do with controlling your life. And people think, well, that's some conservative argument. Maybe, but the bottom line is when kids like Kayla Walsh are calling for socialism to destroy the capitalist state, end Burgoy living, and rebuild society with socialism and communism, 
Um, the mask of green is off, and you can see the deep blood red below it. We're going to go further into that in the next segment right here on The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings.
Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you know what's in that Krabby Patty you're eating? No. See that? Without all your smoke and mirrors, no one would stomach this garbage. What do you say? Garbage? A whistleblower has come forward to tell consumers about the ground beef a lot of us buy at the supermarket. Is it what we think it is, or is it padded with a filler the whistleblower calls pink slime? Where's the beef? The next time you get a footlong at Subway with chicken on it, ask what you're actually biting into. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation tested chicken at five major fast food restaurants. Wendy's, McDonald's, you get the idea. Most of the scores were between 85 and 90% chicken DNA. And then there's Subway. Two popular chicken sandwiches they serve had only about half chicken DNA. Subway's results were so shocking, the team tested them again. So what else is in the meat? Soy. That's according to the DNA testing. Well, two customers at Subway say there wasn't tuna in their tuna sandwich, and they are suing the sandwich shop. So we did our own test to see what's between the bread. Subway, eat fresh. Court papers say independent testing shows the products are made from anything but tuna and are instead a mixture of various concoctions that have been blended together Fresh. to imitate the appearance of tuna. Fresh. Pink slime. Along with the fact that it contains no real pumpkin, the other ingredients used to make the PSL. Most notably, Caramel Color 4. This additive was, quote, made with ammonia and considered a carcinogen. People like meat, and that's what we think, what we believe. You can eat meat as much as you want, only it is meat without uh, the use of animals. Would you support changing the dietary guidelines? The, the, yes. You know, the food pyramid, but people Yes, like, yes. So reduce red meat specifically. Yes, I would. Cockroach milk. It's real, and it's being called the new superfood. Overpopulation and food shortages. A scientist is suggesting maggot sausage as a meat alternative. Sustainable protein production lies with insects and new plant sources. I haven't had real butter since I was a little girl. What'd you get here? A uh, government supply train on its way to Chancellor Sutton. <laughs> Court papers say independent testing shows the products are made from anything but tuna. Where's the beef? Subway's results were so shocking, the team tested them again. So what else is in the meat? Soy. That's according to the DNA testing. Pink slime. Subway, eat fresh. Without all your smoke and mirrors, no one would stomach this garbage. There's absolutely no doubt that animal agriculture is dangerous for workers it's obviously deadly for the animals and it's harmful to the environment but how much of the environment the local environment the global environment there's absolutely no doubt that animal agriculture is devastating to both local and global environments the question is though Is it the government's responsibility to force you or coerce you into consuming less meat? And part of this is the new animal welfare bill in California. On January 1st, 2022, a new law will take effect in California requiring hog farmers to provide more space for their livestock. Currently, only 4% of operations nationwide follow these guidelines, which could make it nearly impossible to find bacon and other pork products in the state Once the regulations are enforced, according to the Associated Press, it's not about 
the environment. It's not about animal welfare. It's about finding ways to restrict access to meat and to things that people enjoy. I'm sure the governor of California can get bacon. I'm sure he can get meat, but you won't be able to get meat. You won't be able to get butter. I'm sure the governor of California can get all the meat and all the butter that he wants. This is how authoritarians operate. They tell you to fly less, drive less. They use pandemics to force you off of planes, force you out of your cars. How did you think they were going to get that to happen? You always thought it was a conspiracy, probably, didn't you? Oh, there's no way they could get people out of cars. People love cars. No way you can get people to stop eating meat. People love meat. Well, here's one of the ways, folks. This is what they're doing. This is how they're doing it. If we're going to talk about the subject of limiting or eliminating animal agriculture as we know it today to save the planet, then we need to also talk about things like pollution in regards to climate change. That's why people want to get rid of animal agriculture as we know it, because of climate change, right? Well, let's talk about that. The IPCC published their sixth assessment report just a few months before the climate event in Glasgow, Scotland, coming up in October, November of this year. They just published this report, and in it they use rhetoric like net zero and carbon budgets, and they have computer models and the same kind of stuff that will be proven wrong in a couple of years, just like it always has been. But one of the things that they neglect to mention in the report is that the sun is entering a new cycle. Solar cycle 25 will see the sun increase in intensity over the next couple of years. As the sun increases in intensity, you can see throughout history that people on the planet Earth, the planet we call home, will become a little bit disillusioned because the sun affects our moods. It affects the climate. Now, perhaps people know this, they understand this, and so they claim that instability in the world caused by a number of things, including man-made lockdowns, man-made food shortages, etc., and solar activity will lead people into more unstable states of mind. Not to mention the asteroids that pass by the Earth, things like comets that pass by the Earth that can dump ammonia, that can dump carbon monoxide. And along with solar activity and the spraying of dust particles, chalk dust, sulfur, etc., into the atmosphere that temporarily block sunlight, trap the heat, rain down on the rest of us, we breathe them in, and cause respiratory distress and cause illness. That the sun and comets and asteroids can cause what traditionally has been called influenza or the influence from the stars. From the sun to asteroids to comets to man-made global warming, these are things that change the environment. These are things that change our health, that change our state of mind. So if we're going to talk about climate change, one might ask the question, I always ask the question, how is sustainable agriculture a solution to climate change When sustainable agriculture means getting rid, predominantly, of animal agriculture, focusing everything on plants, and then using chemicals and genetic engineering to produce food. Why do you think Bill Gates has purchased more farmland than anybody else in the United States and invested heavily in plant-based meat alternatives and invested heavily in genetic engineering? 
to grow the plants to make the fake meat on the land that he owns. Why do you think that is? Why do you think the World Economic Forum says by 2030 we'll be eating much less meat? Why do you think the UN says we need to cut out meat consumption? What about that pollutant? You're worried about animals. What about all the chemicals that are sprayed? That's not very environmental. That's not very sustainable. That's the very opposite of environmental, the very opposite of sustainable. The only thing that sustains is the biotech industry's bottom line and the politicians and the scum who invest in it so that they can control the food supply. And that's what this is ultimately about. There needs to be a real discussion about animal agriculture. And although I personally advocate for a plant-based diet, and I don't eat animal products, I don't drink milk, I don't eat eggs, I don't eat uh, you know, meat of any kind, and I am healthier now than I've ever been, stronger now than I've ever been, People on both sides of the argument need to realize you don't have to eat meat to get protein. You do not have to eat meat to be big and strong. You do not have to eat meat to be an athlete. You don't have to eat meat to feel satisfied. That if you transition away from meat, there'll be a period of of feeling sick because you're withdrawing from certain things that are in the meat. Your body is not used to not having the meat. Your body is going to go through a process of, 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 of inflammatory responses that are going to be reduced because you're not eating as much meat. And meat eaters need to recognize something else. Consuming large quantities of meat, it's not good for you. Okay? You can quote, like, well, the Japanese have meat with every meal. Yeah, the Japanese eat meat traditionally. Not today, but traditionally they eat meat with every meal they'd have a teeny tiny piece of meat and they'd split it amongst their family. This is likely what our ancestors did as well. This is what people do in parts of the world where they don't have access to grocery stores like we do here in the Western world, where they don't have access to big piles of meat for three meals a day. They have little tiny pieces of meat. You go out and kill an animal, you bring it back to your tribe, you know, you don't get a giant steak three times a day. You split that meat because you might not be able to find another animal for another month. You have to preserve that meat. I mean, and, and things like preservation have led us to having an abundance of meat. Uh, that is just ridiculous. So meat eaters need to realize you don't have to eat meat to be strong. You don't have to eat it to lift weights. You don't have to eat it to get your protein. And you sure as hell don't have to eat it if you want to be, you know, an athlete. Or if you want to be, you know, successful in some kind of, you know, athletic endeavor, you don't have to eat meat to do any of those things. You don't have to eat meat to be a to be a to be a, a man. That's just advertising, marketing BS. However, meat eaters still kind of have a point when they say, "Don't tell me what I can or can't eat. If I want to eat meat, I'll eat meat." I agree with meat eaters. If you want to eat meat, you should be able to eat meat. Here's the problem: you need to take responsibility. You need to realize you don't have to eat a steak three times a day. You need to open up your options for other things. To eat other things. You have a fear of missing out, as the kids would say, for things that are not meat. Now, you can look at me and you can laugh at me and you can tell me, well, Ryan, you don't, you know, stop making this argument. Stop playing into the propaganda. My response to that is, well, that's exactly what I'm not doing. That's why I'm saying you need to realize as a meat eater, you don't have to eat meat to be strong. You don't need to eat meat to get protein. And you sure as hell don't need to eat meat 
in order to be healthy. Most people that eat meat are pretty unhealthy. Now, you could say, well, I eat meat. I'm not unhealthy. That's not what I'm saying is you eat a lot of meat. Every single study that has ever been conducted unbiasedly by third parties shows that meat consumption. I mean, you could find a study that proves me wrong, prove me wrong. Every study I've ever read, meat uh, uh, ingestion, meat consumption is associated with everything from erectile dysfunction and proven to cause erectile dysfunction because of the saturated fat to heart disease, the leading cause of death in the United States and around the world, to diabetes because of the fat as well, not just sugar, but because of the fat. It, it, meat consumption is, a, it, meat is car, carcinogenic. Meat consumption is not only associated with, meat consumption is one of the primary reasons we have so much heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and cancer in the Western world. Acknowledge that if you really want to be objective and not an asshole. Okay, you don't need to eat meat to be strong. You don't need to eat meat. I've I've made my point. However, I also agree with you. No one should tell you how much meat you can eat. No one should tell you how much meat you know you should have access to. Uh, No one should should force you to eat something else. You might think that's, you know, hypocritical. I just said you should realize that you don't have to eat meat to be strong. You don't have to eat meat to get your protein. Brian, you're a hypocrite. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, objectively, based on actual science, meat consumption in excess makes you very unhealthy. Causes inflammation, the fat buildup, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, etc., etc., etc. So, let's acknowledge that to be objective. But on the other side of things, when the World Economic Forum in the UN says you need to reduce your meat consumption, we're coming for the meat no more animal agriculture, well, the World Economic Forum can kiss my ass. The World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab don't want you to have meat so they can have the meat. That's what it's really about. It's not about saving the environment. It's about controlling the environment. It's about controlling you. I know it might seem weird. I'm not a conservative, and yet I'll make that argument. I know it might sound weird. I'm not a meat eater, but I'll make that argument. Yes, eating less meat is beneficial. But the people that want you to eat less meat want you to eat plant alternatives that they then have investments in. And yet these are the same people that just constantly yell about capitalism and yet they're supporting capitalist enterprise. It's, it's, it's astounding, the hypocrisy. You don't have to eat meat to be healthy. In fact, it's usually the opposite. You don't have to eat it to be you know get your protein. But... Nobody should tell you if you can or can't eat meat. Okay, when authoritarians want to tell you what you can or can't eat, um, they've gone beyond too far. However, we have to acknowledge something else. It's not just the meat. And it's not just the chemicals. And it's not just the geoengineering. And it's not just solar activity ramping up. And it's not just the moon. And it's not just space weather. It's not just comets and asteroids. It's also a state of mind. It's also your emotional well-being. In 2003, a study was published titled Emotional Style and Susceptibility to the Common Cold. The conclusion of the study was that the tendency to experience positive emotions was associated with greater resistance to objectively verifiable colds. 
That's the conclusion to the study. In the study, they tried to infect people with cold virus. Just like they did during the Spanish flu in Boston in the early 20th century. In the study, they were unable to induce the cold by directly putting the virus into the body. Interestingly enough, the study concludes that the tendency to experience positive emotions, people that thought more positively or people that were happier in general for whatever reason, even though they had the virus put right into their body, had a greater resistance to the cold. That should rewrite science. That means that just because you experience contact with a quote-unquote virus doesn't mean you're going to get sick. And people that think they're not going to get sick, well, they tend not to get sick. People that think quote-unquote positively or are tending to be more happier, well, they tend not to get sick even when directly exposed to a cold virus. That's a study published in 2003. Another study published in 2006, positive emotional style predicts resistance to illness after experimental exposure to rhinovirus or influenza A virus. They concluded in the study, once again, that people with positive emotions, etc., were less likely to succumb to viruses when they came into contact with them. Now, this is, of course, based on germ theory, but I find it interesting because I almost feel as if these two studies refute germ theory. Now, you know, the classical uh, idea is that your body's immune system can fight the virus off, and this is the whole basis for vaccines, which don't work. Uh, Better hygiene and, uh, you know, uh, proper nutrition and a positive state of mind, being happy, these are the things that make people less susceptible to illness. Because poor hygiene and improper nutrition and negativity and an emotionally erratic state of mind cause illness. And even in germ theory, those are three things that can allow a virus to attack you. If you remove germ theory, it's not that the emotions, uh, you know, are letting the virus attack you. It's the emotions that make you sick. It's the stress that makes you sick. It's the improper nutrition that makes you sick. It's not, you know, being more susceptible to a virus. But these are the two studies from 2003-2006 who show that positive emotional styles prevent you from getting sick even when they drop a virus right into your throat. One of the things that creates a generally healthier mood and can be used for people with depression is not hard pharmaceutical drugs, but according to the BMC Nutritional Journal, 2010, vegetarian diets associated with healthier mood states, a study, a cross-sectional study in Seventh-day Adventists. The conclusion of the study, pretty simple, the vegetarian diet profile does not appear to to adversely affect mood despite low intake of low-chain omega-3 fatty acids. The study concluded that people who eat vegetarian diets are generally speaking people that walk around with a more positive state of mind and a better mood. Another study just came out recently 
This is called Diet Quality and Risk and Severity of COVID-19, a prospective cohort study. Dozens of doctors worked on this from, looks like, Harvard to Boston, uh, Massachusetts, uh, Massachusetts General Hospital, uh, King's College London, and uh, a number of others. Here's what the conclusion of the study says. A dietary pattern characterized by healthy plant-based foods was associated with lower risk and severity of COVID-19. These associations uh, may be particularly evident among individuals living in areas with higher socioeconomic deprivation. Better diet, less sickness. Could that be also because better diet leads to a better state of mind? Better state of mind and a belief that you're healthy, knowing that you're healthy, feeling that you're healthy, the physical feeling of being healthier will prevent you from getting sick because it's the poor diet, poor lifestyle. It's the emotional trauma that makes us sick. Not to mention the comets and the asteroids, folks. Not to mention the electromagnetic frequencies and the solar radiation. Not to mention the sulfur and the chalk dust sprayed in the atmosphere for geoengineering projects. Sure, the temperature of the Earth is heating up. Why? That's not because of carbon dioxide. Sure, animal agriculture is very, very devastating to the environment, to the health of the workers, and to your health. But it's personal responsibility that we need to recognize. Your decision matters. You don't have to eat meat to be healthy. In fact, it's usually the opposite. You probably shouldn't eat meat if you want to be healthy. You shouldn't eat an excess of meat, okay? And you shouldn't eat an excess of protein and saturated fat. And there's a lot of talk about plant-based diets. I'm, I myself, I'm always on a plant-based diet. I don't call it a diet. I call it a lifestyle. In my book, Food Philosophy, I describe the difference. It's a lifestyle, and it makes me happy. I'm healthier. I feel better. My heart is better. My skin is better. Everything is better with a plant-based diet for me. But a plant-based diet has also become a form of propaganda to convince the impressionable youth that getting rid of meat... And giving all that meat to, you know, Michael Bloomberg and Bill Gates and all the other rich, powerful elitists that consider themselves to be so is the solution to our problem. The new IPCC report says we need carbon credits, carbon budgets, and net zero carbon emissions, despite the fact that it was actually warmer during the medieval period, 800 to 1400 A.D., despite the IPCC writing that out of all their reports, even websites like Skeptical Science say, well, it was warmer then because of the sun, yet they won't acknowledge the sun today. You're going to talk about climate change and solutions like plant-based foods, you know, then you need to understand that the whole argument there is to switch everything to genetically engineered foods owned by a handful of biotechnology companies and billionaires who just want to own the food supply. I want to tell you what you can and can't eat. That you have to eat cockroaches and drink cockroach milk. That you can't eat meat. Look, I advocate for a plant-based diet. One of the few things I do advocate for. I don't like meat. But nobody should tell you if you can eat meat. However, you should realize that eating too much meat is bad for you. Just like if I only eat carrots. Hundreds of pounds a day. I'll die. Okay, people are eating too much meat. People need to cut back on the meat. But it's not my job to tell who 
uh, tell you and tell who can eat the meat and how much you can eat. It's something that you should research for yourself. You want to feel happier, have less inflammation? Well, you probably shouldn't eat as much meat. You want to be more impervious to, to disease? You probably should eat much less meat, eat more plants. Uh, which will give you a better state of mind in most studies and show you that it's not really a virus that makes you sick. It's really just a state of mind. It's the, the diet you have, the nutrition that you have. A lot of other factors that go into it, including the sun, the moon, the stars, the influence of the stars, the influenza, the comets, the asteroids, and the man-made climate change, man-made global warming, geoengineering programs that make us sick as well. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Get access to everything. Check us out on Patreon, rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on the Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.